Pump up the volume on your parenting with Parent Pump Radio. Tune into something different that makes a difference. At Parent Pump Radio, instead of a ripple, we choose to create a splash. Get energized, get inspired, and get informed with how to parent in the new millennium. With your host and parent coach super guide, Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. Hi, this is Jacqueline T.D. Huynh. We're here to pump up your parenting skills, pump up your knowledge, and pump up your energy. Welcome to Parent Pump Radio. Our effort is to get our show's information and message out to more and more people. So please share and also tag friends who you think would really enjoy this information. Our show is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and syndicated on missionsradio.org and liveleadplay.com. Just go to parentpopradio.com to leave your questions, comments, and suggestions, and be sure to subscribe to our RSS feed so you'll be automatically notified of new shows. So the family structure and foundation is the number one defense against teenage substance abuse, pregnancy, depression, stress, and so many more things. And that's why I am so passionate about what I do, about this show, and all the guests that I bring on. We have lots of information to share with you so that you can be more knowledgeable. One of the things that I've done is put some of my knowledge down in my book. It's called The Amazing Itty Bitty Book on Family Leadership. Uh, You can go on Amazon to get it. It's also in our show notes. So now on to our show. Our guest today is a teen breakthrough coach and the founder of Academy for Independence. She has a passion for creating next generation leaders. She works closely with teens who she feels are misunderstood group, actually brimming with potential, and this is where I totally agree with her. She gives them time-tested research base and cutting-edge skills to help them navigate life's challenges. These lifelong skills build confidence, boost self-esteem, ensure that teens can dream big, and most of all, believe in themselves to make breakthrough choices beyond what they consider possible. She has her MA in Counseling Psychology. She has over a decade experience working with parents and teens as a teen breakthrough coach, counselor, and education consultant at schools, private institutions, and within community in the Silicon Valley and surrounding areas. Her biggest accomplishment is that she survived both her daughter's teen years. Hooray! Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Kimberly Shear on the show. Thank you so much, and I am so excited to be on your show. So oh, thank share you. Share with your listeners. So you have some interesting uh, enjoyment that you do. You told me you enjoy rock climbing. Tell us about it. I do. Um, my younger daughter and I have ventured onto that. Weekly, we practice rock climbing, and her goal is to get out out of the rock climbing gym and get into the on the real rocks. So that's something we're looking forward to that will probably happen in the summer. I'm impressed because I tried doing a rock mm-hmm. climbing wall with my kids in one of those gyms. And it is a lot <laughs> harder than it looks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm 120 pounds. It was difficult to pull myself up there. <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot of strength, actually. I'm just totally impressed with people that can do that outside of the, the gym itself. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about yourself. What makes you so passionate about 
helping the teens become more productive? Because I've seen how much learning productivity skills actually transforms teens' lives. And I can give you a a great example of that. I had a teen that I will call Tricia, and she never thought she would go to college. Her parents didn't really believe that she would, you know, that she could really succeed at college. She didn't have a driver's license. And while working with me, we explored the idea because she felt in a safe, a safe space and not pressured. And uh, we were, she was, I was also teaching her, you know, productivity schools. She was learning better study habits and she was practicing those skills while in high school. And the more she practiced them, the more it became a habit. Her grades started to improve. And, you know, she had an aha moment and she realized, I can do this. Right. And so now she's driving. She's at San Jose State University getting a BA degree. And she directly told me, Kimberly, you gave me the confidence to go to college. And I truly believe that once they have the competence, it helps them overcome self-doubt. And to me, that's huge because she could have let her self-doubt stop her, but instead she stepped out, she took a risk, and this will replay in her mind when something else comes to the edge of her comfort zone, that the message will be, don't listen to the fear and go for it. And with that, attitude and belief, I believe she will create a life that she desires. So it's, it's huge. And that's why I'm passionate. So I'm going to take a step back and have you define what productivity means, because I think many people have different ideas of what that means. What do you mean by when you say productivity for teens? It means a lot of things for me. Um, it, I, in fact, I have a, a formula for it and I call it the home formula. And uh, because having these productivity skills will give the teen peace in their life, but also in the parents. And what it stands for is organization. Motivation, I think, is an important element. Uh, Managing their time. So that's a skill. And mindset. And why these skills are so important is because, as you know, Jacqueline, that the frontal cortex isn't fully developed until age 25. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And in fact, this is why car rental agencies won't let you rent a car until you're 25 years old. So it's not age discrimination. It's, you know, so, so teens have a hard time with planning, organizing and prioritizing. So, and when your teen is organized, and has better uh, study habits, that can make a huge difference from between a D or C and a B or A grade, right? How much difference does it make for teens to learn productivity strategy while they're in school? It's huge because it is helping them to improve their grades, but this is a life skill. And once they learn it, it's, it's following them. It's translatable, transferable to jobs, relationships, personal relationships, and and so on. And our teams are the leaders of tomorrow, right? 
So having been armed with these skills for um, success, paving the way for others as well is, is super important. The one thing about productivity that is also important that you mentioned is managing that time. Because you can't be productive if you don't have a handle on the time. Right. I think schools don't really teach those things to children. Then they get to the upper grades, they get to college, and then all of a sudden everything is very overwhelming. And they don't have the time management skills to manage all the homework and activities that's involved. And then the stress piles on and then the anxiety builds on. And then all the other mental issues may occur and then school is affected by it. Have you seen this happen? Yes, I definitely know that that exists. And um, that's I'm, I'm going to take a different angle on that as well. All of that is very, very true. And it's important to note, so I just want to emphasize one thing you said about the increasing demands. So the sooner we can teach middle schoolers or teens these skills, really the better off. I mean, we really are setting them up to have greater success. And it's important because my thing is independence, right? But I mean by independence is really competence. That's teaching them these skills that they're using on their own, independent. And I know that in college, a lot of students, not only with the pressures of not being able to manage time, but in the high school years, when parents may have not, uh, when they haven't learned these skills and parents are kind of doing some of the things for the teens, when they get to college, they don't know, you know, how to deal with even some of the most simplest of problems. Impression is increased, anxiety is increased. And so, yes, absolutely. So I know you started an academy for teens independence since you mentioned independence. Mm -hmm. What skills do you think are most important in order for our teens to be independent? Wow, so many. (laughs) I guess I'm going to go back to the meaning of, of really having competence. And I'm going to give an example of a student Um, Because I like to have my students go to the school's online portal and keep track of their grades, which is also an important um, skill. And I had a student who had a zero for an assignment, and she knew that she turned it into the teacher. So then she had a choice. She can either communicate with the teacher or choose not to take action. So from a competence perspective, teen may not have the communication skills to communicate with the teacher in a non-confrontive manner. From an ownership perspective, the teen could say, I don't want to talk to the teacher. She hates me. But that's really giving an excuse and not advocating for oneself, right? So it's twofold there. It's giving them the skills, but also helping them be aware of when they're allowing excuses to stand in their way. That's one piece of independence. There's there's more. Yeah, I'm sure we can probably spend a lot more time on it, right? <laughs> As teens grow up, there's a fight with their parents about productivity. I hear it a lot from on the parents' end. You know, I can't get them to do this. I can't get them to make their lunch, do their homework when they're supposed to. I'm always constantly having to harp on them. What's the most common reason that teens fight with their parents on this productivity arena? I think it can go twofold. One is that your teens could be feeling overwhelmed and stressed. 
And I think what's missing for a lot of parents is that we're so close to the situation that we don't really see what's really going on with our teens. And lying on the couch and playing video games, not only is more fun than chores and homework, but it could also be that they, they are feeling overwhelmed and they just need time to just chill and, and process, you know, kind of just not have to have any added pressure, I guess. And so sometimes we can be too involved as parents also. I had a student who was in track and field and seriously, every school morning trained, worked out at four in the morning till about six, six thirty, and then again after school. Wow. And the coach told the parents that she had the potential to get a scholarship to go to Stanford University. And so what happened was the parents kind of wanted the scholarship more than the daughter. And she suffered from anxiety and was felt very pressured uh, to keep everything going. But she finally quit, you know, track and field, which was a huge relief because attending a prestigious college wasn't important to her as it was to her parents, right? So that's kind of an example of how being too involved or maybe your your team not wanting to do things, it, it could also be that they just need some, some downtime, right? Yeah. And we're not allowing that. But then you can have the opposite of not being involved enough. And that's where a lot of resistance can happen. And the teen is not feeling like their needs are getting met or that they're being really paid attention to. And instead of articulating that and even knowing that um, or even knowing how to, right, they're just kind of acting out and and just are going to resist whatever you ask them to do. So then as a parent, how do we know, are we pressuring them too much and it's really our issues or our dream or we're not pushing them enough and they're not being productive enough? It's challenging because we're in the situation. So it's really hard for us to have a, a, a clear, broad view. But I do think that the more we can be aware and separate what it is we want for our teens versus what the teens want for their teens, their goals, that that can actually relieve some pressure for the teen that is really kind of going through the motions and doing what's expected of her, but it's really too much. And with the, with the teen that is rebelling, that's more of a, more of an issue of really feeling like their, you know, their needs aren't being met or, you know, they're not being paid attention to as they would like. And that acting out is the message, actually. They want more attention. They want you to pull them towards towards you, right? Not get into a power struggle. But that's often what, what the result is. You know, elementary boys, they're being mean to you. They actually, they're pulling your hair. They actually like you, right? Because they don't know how to right. say nice thing in the same way as your teen is what you're saying when I'm hearing is that they're acting out because they really like you and they want to be with you, but they don't know how to do it in a way that is more positive. That's correct. And then, you know, some other ways to get your teen, you know, if, if it's not this and it's just, um, like I said, just because it's more fun to, 
to not do the chores is to really work with them to be clear about what your expectations are and and maybe have a list. And it will take some prompting for the parent that they need to look at that and check it off when they've completed the task. Because every time they check that off, they get a little bit of dopamine. So that's a feel-good chemical, right? Yeah, So that will help. But also you're going to have to prompt them until it becomes a habit for them. So that's key. So don't get discouraged if you feel like, okay, now I'm trying this to-do list and that isn't even working because I now have to remind them to look look at at the the to-do list. list. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So is there such a thing as having your teens be too independent or be independent too fast? Yes, there is such a thing as feeling like your teen is growing up too fast. And think about it. They're getting their first jobs, possibly their first serious relationships and their first cars. And it seems like they're doing these things that they're not ready for, or maybe we're not ready for. And so it can seem like independence can be like a bad thing. But my definition, again, of independence is always a good thing because I feel like it's, it's a combination of them having freedom, but again, it's the, the competence, the skills that sets them up for success as they're making their decisions. So how, how do the teens evolve in making better choices? Do, should we kind of let them make their mistakes or should we kind of be hovering over them? Like what's, what's your take on that? That's an excellent question. There's so many ideas going through my mind right now. Um, Well, first of all, I do think it's important that you allow your teen to make some mistakes, right? Um, Because that's natural consequences of their actions are best teachers for not just teens, all of us, All of us, right. All of us. (laughs) Yeah. And... The, the other piece, going back to the frontal cortex. I was just going to say, but they're not fully capable of making the decision. So then how do you hover but not seem like you're hovering? Exactly, because they can't see the long range. Yep. And so what's key Sometimes is Sometimes even guidance. the short range. Yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. <laughs> that was very good. So the key is, is guidance and not control. And... You know, I'm all about having a conversation with your teen. Guide them through what might be some possible consequences of these different decisions or options that they're choosing from. Because that's what's empowering. You're helping them see what, you know, what if you take this action might happen. And when they have that, then they can make a choice. And they still might make a foolish choice. But it's at least you're setting them up to see it and choose differently than just responding from a default or impulsive reaction, right? So you don't want to hover, that's that's for sure. But I do think it's important that we're, we're communicating with our teens and we're talking to them about some of their decisions. And, and, and it really is bringing awareness. I think that's key because... Teens also, and this is what I love about working with teens also, is they, they're brilliant. They have insights and yeah. they say so many gems. They really do. But they, you know, they're just saying it. They're not really making 
some of these connections. I mean, you know, when, when we listen to them, it's like, wow, right? But they haven't yet made the connection. So awareness is, is just really key. And they gain awareness, you know, from also learning the skills, right? And when they're more aware, then they're better able to make the correlation. And yeah. then they start seeing results then that's self-reinforcing because they're getting the results they want, let's say better grades, and then it becomes a habit. And this, again, these skills transfer into their adult life, whether they're business owners or uh, into their personal relationships. Can you give us some productivity tips, like some of your biggest productivity tips that we can maybe start doing now? Awesome. Okay. So I'm going to go back to my um, formula <laughs> right. for productivity. So you may want to write this down. This is O-M-M-M, okay? And what it stands for, as I said earlier, organization. So if you want your teams to be more successful, they do need to be more organized. And that can start with something as simple as having all your school supplies in one space. And then once they get into the habit of organizing one space, it's easier to extend that organization into other spaces. Now, I can't promise that their bedroom is going to be organized, <laughs> but at least hopefully their backpack and their one study thing at area a time. and so forth. <laughs> exactly. Okay, motivation. If you want your team to be more productive, it's not about you motivating your team, but having your team motivate themselves. So sometimes we act as if one productivity method applies to all teams, when in reality, it's uh, really important that the productivity method matches your team and their personality, right? Absolutely. Your team's unique. Yeah. And that's why in my productivity course, I actually have the teams take a personality quiz so that they can learn what motivates them and use that to be more productive, right? Managing time, giving teens busy schedules as we referred to before, the friends, the family, the after-school activities. Um, it's, it's important that your teen learns the skill of managing their time. Helping teens sort out what's a priority because again, that's difficult for them to determine. And then helping them put that on a calendar, their calendar. And then again, prompting them to look at their calendar until it becomes a habit. And then lastly, mindset. Because if, think, if teens, for example, think of productivity as being difficult to learn, they're not really going to want to learn it, right? But if they can change their mindset and really see how these skills can help them improve their grades, then they're more open to learning the methods and um, even more importantly, right, actually practice them. That's key. Yeah, I totally agree with that because if your mind's not into doing anything, you're not going to do it. Right. No matter how much you're told that it's important. That's very true. And I think that comes out of also finding what's important in their life. It goes back to what we were saying earlier. Maybe they don't want to be the track star, but there's something out of that that they might like. Right. And you can transfer that to another subject or 
something that would still give that same feeling for them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's all about laying the foundation, right? And it it's it just continues. Definitely. I mean, that teen gained a lot from being in track and field and being with those her peers. Um, then there, it's positive peer relationships for the most part. And, you know, it's kind of like a community and that, that in itself is awesome. But then knowing when, when you said earlier about school demands and, and the pressures, you know, the SATs, the PSATs and all of that, she may just kind of not be so interested in track and field anymore because now it's, it's just adding too much for her. So it's important for the, for the parent to kind of gauge that, so to speak, but, you know, and for the teen to make a choice. And I, and I think that's why it's so important that teens learn to communicate and articulate that because they think they have difficulty with that. Yes. So now if a parent wants to learn more about what you do, I know you have an ebook, you have your academy. Tell us how they, how the parents can get involved. Thank you. I have an ebook. It's titled Overcoming Your Teen's Biggest Challenges. So it really is a, a list of practical solutions, a comprehensive list that they can refer to anytime they need them. And to get that ebook, it's free. All the information is going to be in the show notes. And what about the Teens Academy that you talked about? The Academy for Independence is where this course is going through. And there will be, I guess, the link in the, the show notes for that. Yeah. Before we go, why did you choose to work with teens? For many reasons, but one that I didn't mention is because they're exploring their identity. And I think adolescence is a fantastic time to help them look at their limiting beliefs and learn how to spin it, as I call it, or reframe those beliefs so that they no longer limit your teen. And this is powerful because with a more positive mindset and openness to other possibilities, their world expands. They feel more confident in taking action towards their their goals and vision. And we cover this in my course as well. If we start from when they're young, we're not having to break old habits, bad habits, and have to relearn one. They're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and even 60s. Yes. And we all know it's easier younger than older. (laughs) Or at least I'm realizing that. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you can always teach a new dog, uh, I mean, uh, new tricks to an old dog, Mm -hmm. but uh, it definitely is easier when it's the first thing you learn, you learn it the right way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every generation I see a wiser and smarter. I mean, I can't even fathom some of the things that these teens are doing between what's happened in Florida and how they're rising. I mean, I don't think at that age... I would have been able to even do that. So I know that this generation that's coming up and even younger are going to need to be productive and learn these skills that you're talking about at a young age because they are so much more intelligent. And aware. And I think you and I both see that. Oh, absolutely. And and the world is, is spinning a lot faster for these guys. Well, they have everything at the access of their mm-hmm. hands in their phone, on their cell phone. Right. So getting distracted and, and all of that, and if you have some of these skills, it, it can help you stay focused and achieve your goals. 
It's a game changer. Mm-hmm. It is. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on and talking about this productivity things because really what you're saying today transcends age because adults need this as well as teens. Absolutely. Thank and, you. Yeah. <laughs> I see many true. adults who are not productive. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. So, uh, so Kimberly, you are definitely in your arena and... I know that this is going to be wonderful with you leading it. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. And again, this was fun. And I am so grateful to have had this opportunity to be on your show and share with your listeners. So thank you. Heartfelt thanks. Oh, awesome. Thank you for being here. And listeners, thank you for tuning in. Until next time, always be learning, always be growing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Go to parentpumpradio.com and click on the pink box on the top of our homepage to listen to our new and archived shows. To be instantly notified of new episodes, subscribe to our RSS feed. The RSS feed button is located at the top of the page where all our shows are featured. And after listening to the show, go to parentpumpradio.com or our Facebook page to leave your comments, questions, and topic suggestions. And while you're at our website, sign up to receive a free gift. Until next time, have a wonderful week.